This week is a conversation with my soul sister, Bonnie. She is a yoga teacher and functional health and medicine coach, and just somebody who is unafraid to dive deep in the trenches of her own darkness. So we talk about what it means to trust the medicine and to answer the call. When I first met Bonnie, she was having one of her first run-ins with anxiety and depression. And out of the many things she did for herself, one of the most transformational things she did was answer the call to partake in indigenous and plant medicine ceremonies. Few of the topics we cover, how plant medicine saved her marriage and changed the trajectory of her life, her most recent experience doing combo and bufo, the indigenous frog medicines. We talk about what it means to answer the call and to trust the medicine, how to find your soul community, what it means to have a dysfunctional attachment style, what trauma-informed therapy is and how it can help change who you are and how you view the world, and so much more. One of the many things that Bonnie does is co-host these insanely beautiful retreats in Florida, and she's hosting two that she will talk about on this episode, which I will include in the show notes. I also will include Bonnie's Instagram, so go ahead and check the show notes for that, just in case you are feeling the call to reach out and work with her. As I mentioned, plant medicine is one of the many tools that Bonnie and myself have used on our healing journey. And please be mindful that this is not for everyone. Just because it works for some person, it doesn't mean it is the blanket cure-all medicine for you. So please use your discretion in making any sort of choices ahead and know that this is a very serious undertaking. It is not something that one should take lightly. I also want to say to you all that I know that your time and your energy is limited and very valuable. So the fact that I just sat with this the other day, the fact that you're choosing to spend your time and your energy here with me means so much to me. It makes my heart just kind of explode a little bit inside my chest in the best way possible. So thank you for coming back. And if you're new here, thank you for being here. It truly is an honor that you have allowed me to enter your field. And with that, let's get into the show. You are listening to the School of Whispers podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this is my space to get real, open, and weird about my life experiences as a psychic, medium, energy healer, and student of Chinese medicine. On the show, I'll be sharing my healing journey and the concepts I've learned along the way, and I'll be having guests on talking about the same sort of thing. I am so happy you're here, and I hope this show leaves you feeling inspired and empowered to learn how to listen to the whispers of your own body and spirit. Let's get into the show. All right, Bonnie, thank you so much for being here. I want to give you a big warm welcome uh, to give you all an idea of the direction we're going in. If you listen to my Whispers of Ayahuasca episode, I can't think of the number right now, but I mentioned how Bonnie has been a huge guide for me in the realms of entering plant medicine safely and also with the the highest intention. Like You've really helped me make it happen the way that it I really needed it if that makes sense I don't know but that's where where I want to go into Bonnie has a lot of experience with plant medicine she's built a whole community around her with it and even though I mean it's not like you've been doing this for decades but you've been doing this for lifetimes and you could tell so uh with that I'm gonna let you take the mic and just share with us why you decided what brought you to the plant medicine realms well thank you so much for having me it is such an honor to sit here with you and I just I just love this and I love you so much so thank you so my journey to plant medicine um, began about three years ago, and it really came out of crisis. I was in a situation 
aware I um, had just moved to a new town and my husband had been working a whole lot and I was kind of left to my own devices, if you will. And I was moved to this new town and everything started to unravel. So I became very depressed and I, for the first time, had experienced debilitating anxiety. And I didn't understand why just a few short months before I was quote unquote fine. And then now this big move, this big change in my life was a complete disruption. So, um, you know, I, I say ayahuasca found me or plant medicine found me. Um, and then once it started coming to me and I started like hearing podcasts and all these different things, I just, it just drew me in. Do you remember the first time you learned or heard the word ayahuasca? Yeah, I read uh, Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind, I believe is the name of it. And he talked a lot about uh, his experience with it and specifically psilocybin. And I remember thinking, oh, man, like back in the day when I was in my party phase, like I never did that because I was afraid of it because I'd had a unpleasant drug experience with um, I guess LSD or something like that. And so, yeah. And so I like steered clear of that. All the other drugs, no problem. <laughs> but that, I was like, no way. So I read his book, and he just was talking, how whatever the wording or whatever he said made me think, like, oh, maybe this can help me. And also simultaneously at the same time, I had started therapy, and fortunately I had gone to a trauma-informed therapist, and I was really starting to make connections of, like, things that I thought in my childhood that were no big deal, how they were showing up in this you know, this big change of my life. And that's kind of what ends up happening with trauma. You know, you kind of coast along and it's all covered because we have our ways of numbing and shoving it down and doing all the things. And then a big life change will happen and then all of the stuff comes up. So that was kind of my my entryway into it. And then once I read that book, I remember I was listening to, I believe, maybe Aubrey Marcus's podcast. And um, he, he, his friend, I think he had his friend Kyle Kingsbury on. <laughs> and they were telling, talking about all of these journeys that they had had and all this stuff it was uncovering. And so I was just like, oh, wow, like amazing. And really like stuff just started showing up for me. Like I found also Luke Story's podcast and he had talked about very in depth about his ayahuasca journey. And I just knew, I knew right then I was like, this is for me. You shared that podcast with me, I think right after you listened. And I, I would, I, there's always something that I was kind of like DMT ayahuasca. Mm, I don't know. That seems really intense. I don't think that's for me. And then when I listened to that, I was like, I can do this. <laughs> and also real, it's funny how there's to simplify everyone as two types of people. There's people who hear about the intensity of that kind of journey and go, <laughs> nope that's thanks but no thanks and then there's the kind of person who hears that and goes what you puke you might shit yourself you see death and you come out of it like a warrior sign me up and you're definitely that kind of person yeah yeah that's exactly what happened and I just felt so um called to it and it's really funny because um now I understand oh I was being called to it and I learned about all this stuff for several weeks before I shared it with my husband of like, hey, look, this is what I want to do now. And I remember standing in the kitchen and I was telling him what I wanted to do. And I was like, look, I know this is going to sound really weird. I've never said this in my life before, but I'm being called to do this medicine. And he was just like, okay, okay. Like, and he was also so supportive. And so I was so like, yes, this I think is going to help me. And so he was just so supportive and like, okay, if that's what you think, then okay, like, yes, go ahead, do it. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. <laughs> and he went with you on your first. There's a lot of, um, there people have come to me and there's a lot of things that I've heard that they don't recommend that you go to do ayahuasca with your partner. And you and I both have done that. And honestly, it just, it only added to the experience. Do you think that it did that for you too? 100%. Um, it, I would say, saved our marriage and not that at our at that point were we even talking about divorce or anything like that but knowing 
him knowing the struggle I had been going through and, you know, he, I lived with him or we lived together, you know? So, (laughs) so obviously he sees it and saw like how low I was and how much of a struggle I was going through. And so he was, he had said to me that night, okay. Um, I know. Okay. 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 I, but I need a minute. Like I have to digest this. And he was like, but I want to go with you because in his mind, he thought, if you do this without me, I think we're going to grow apart because you're going to be, quote unquote, so much farther ahead of me. And he didn't want to, he wanted us to grow together and not grow apart. And so, like I said, not that divorce was ever on the table or anything like that, but we both knew had we continued down the path we were continue we were on it was not going to end very well because i was in such a struggle i was in such a low place and at that time i had no tools like what i have now so it just you know it ended up being such a huge blessing it has brought us so much closer and we've learned how to be in relationship together and so I can say things to him and I know there's going to be no judgment and he's going to be supportive and he is just allowing me to be my own person and so it's just so beautiful and I'm so grateful for him you know for you know listening to my call even though he was not called to this at all but just you know that was his higher self you know like hey Matt hey Matt you know, like tapping him on the shoulder. And so now I just look at it and look at our relationship and it is just beautiful. And I just, just so much gratitude. And your first retreat also changed the trajectory of your life because you guys are moving to Costa Rica together in the community, near the community that you did the ayahuasca. Yes, it's very close. And you know, that he like, I will say he um, has been wanting to move to another country for a really long time and, you know, because it's near surf. So he like surf is his church. And so when I after this first journey that we did in January of 2021 um, and I just could see it like I could see living in Costa Rica. I could see living in a conscious community down there. And so, yeah, that is our goal down the road. We're not quite there yet. But yeah, that's our goal to be in Costa Rica, you know, I don't know, maybe at least half of the time and then maybe here half the time, something like that. Uh, I'm, I keep on getting like on the right side of my face so many chills <laughs> just hearing you talk. When I, I remember when you first came back from your first retreat and you both were just on something. You guys were both on ayahuasca. <laughs> and I remember looking at Matt and he was his job drained so much from him and he was so bubbly and happy and like hi stuff like really uh open open arms open heart energy and then of course you were so giggly and also open heart because when we had first met I remember it was there was just a little obviously you were struggling there was more of a closed heart and then the level of open heartedness that I felt from both of you really put the 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 key in the lock for me and I said I'll have what they're having (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah it's so it's just amazing how something can open you up in ways you know and then just throughout my journey of uncovering and learning about myself and how traumas get stored in the body and get stuck and then also um, I know we've talked about attachment theory before and if anybody is familiar with that attachment theory, um, there's different, um, so there's avoidant attachment, there is, um, oh, I'm totally, anxious attachment, Um, there's disorganized attachment, which is a combination of the two, anxious and avoidant, and then there's secure attachment, which was what we're all trying, you know, all of us on this journey of doing this work, that's what we're trying to create is secure attachment and trying to recreate what wasn't given to us necessarily in childhood. So that being said, I am avoidant attachment. And Do you mind giving a little bit more detail into anxious versus avoidant? Yeah, so avoidant is exactly that, avoidant. Like, um, you avoid everything. Like, shove it down, numb it away, push it away, like don't want to deal. Where anxious is a little more, I don't, I can't really necessarily speak to that so much because I, I don't necessarily identify with that a lot, but anxious is very much like, come here, no, go away. 
you know, come here. No, I really need you here. But no, you're too, you're too close. Like go, go away. If that makes at all any sense. And it's all, it all comes from like when we were younger, um, the caretakers in, in your life, um, they, you, you learn that whichever attachment you're going to kind of follow under with the, the, the kind of attachment that you're, your caregiver gave and that is not a very great definition of of that all um I'm not well versed in that so I don't mean to leave anybody hanging but yeah it's it's super interesting to really learn about the two and learn how it shows up in your life and so now I can tell like oh like there be something will be presented like oh you really need to speak your truth and say something about this and I will feel my myself just want to like draw in and not say anything and just not deal or even like with emails or you know whatever the case is I'll just be like oh I can't deal with that right now <laughs> like I just can't deal and so I'm gonna avoid it I think I'm disorganized <laughs> attachment because <laughs> I resonate with both of them but also I know I'm all I've done so much work where I am a lot more secure and what's do you mind I know that this while this isn't something that you're um, professional at, do you mind giving an example of what it means to be, or a statement on what it means to be securely attached? Oh, securely attached would be um, you don't need anybody else to do anything to make you feel a certain way. Mm. Yeah. So you would say that your plant medicine journey has brought you a lot of, of that secure secureness that enoughness yes that but along with other things it's not been only um the plant medicine like it's also fortunately I found a really great therapist who was able to help me navigate this yoga has also been super huge in this because it allows me to connect to my body you know so going back to kind of like the avoidant like uh I was so avoidant because or one of the reasons is because I at a very young age learned it was not safe to be in my body. It was not safe to feel certain things that I'm feeling because of X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may have been. I mean, I can go into that into detail too, but I just learned it was not safe to be in my body. So yoga has also been a really huge part that has brought me into my body, you know, with our breath. Yoga connects our mind to our body with our breath. So that's another way, you know, journaling also, leaning into the discomfort like I've just learned all these tools along the way that have helped me uh when I have challenging situations come up because they still come up you know like I still get frustrated at people I still don't think and re react before I respond and then I'm like "Ooh, I should have like maybe handled that a little different or whatever you know I'm still human in all of this I just can get to a result that I want to get to or um that I'm striving to get to a lot sooner so you recently went and traveled and did combo and bufo, which are also psychedelic plant medicines. So um, combo is not, okay. but bufo it can be, yeah. Okay. And uh, well, yeah, I want to hear about it because I purposely haven't asked for a lot of details. Do you mind sharing the the entire journey of it to the level that you're comfortable with? And then I'd also because I mentioned this a lot, how important integration is with any sort of healing. I would love to hear about the ways that you are integrating right now. Yeah, absolutely. So the combo had been presented to me about a year ago. I had never even heard of it. I'm so sorry. Can we actually talk really quick about what combo is and what bufo is? Yes. Um, I don't, I don't know that I'll be the best at describing this, but, um, combo is a, it's not a psychedelic, but it is, comes from, um, it's medicine from a frog and there's different peptides in that, that, um, are, um, like from the secretion of the frog and it's all done in a very, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Humane. Yeah. Like humane way. It's all done in a very humane way. Um, so there's no injury to the frog. Um, and it, like it's put on your body. There's actually, um, they, they create these little portals on your, on yourself. And then they put the medicine in these little portals. Um, so it's actually, um, she'll do like a little burn mark on you and that opens the, the portal. And also she put it on, um, the chi line. Is that how, is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Um, in Chinese medicine, to feel the pulse, we have the three positions, the sun, the guan, and the chur. So, yeah, literally, that's the pulse line. Mm-hmm. And then so she did she she burned it how and did it hurt? No, because it, it's just like a little, like not even the size of like, it's like the size of the, an eraser head or a little bit um, smaller. So she just creates those little burn marks. Um, and then she puts the medicine in those, they're, then they're called little portals, and she puts the medicine on that, and then when she takes the medicine off after the ceremony is done, then she put a little bit of, like, liquid Band-Aid on to help it heal. Oh. So then it's like you won't get infected or anything like that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it's, um, the, I believe, the venom from a frog, and there's different peptides in that, and so it goes into your body just like how you would drink a plant medicine or eat food or essential oil, goes in and does exactly what it needs to do, and so the point of the plant, this of combo is for healing and so with that um she put it on and then it wasn't she keeps it on for at least 20 minutes no longer than 40 minutes and then takes it off so ours mine was on for 29 minutes I probably threw up for 22 of the minutes but I know from you know on my experience in working with plant medicine that that is you want to get that out that purge is healthy I always say better out than in and it's releasing stuff that no longer serves me. And that's exactly what it was. So yes, I was throwing up for quite some time, but, um, based on her knowledge. And then I also texted you afterwards and I showed you the picture of it. Like she knew that it was, um, it was a green color and, um, she knew based on her experience that that meant that it was from the liver and that represents anger. And so that was really kind of eye opening to me because, in the kind of the beginning part of like my my really being unregulated with moving to Orlando and all of the disruption that that caused, like I started experiencing rage and anger for the first time in my life. But what I realize now in, in at what, whatever point then, I'm not sure, but all of that was suppressed. Like I wasn't allowed to be angry as a child, like especially as a woman, like you, you know, you you behave, you be on your best behavior. If you are angry about something that doesn't fit the mold of what you're supposed to be angry for, then you're not allowed to feel it. So again, kind of going back to, I learned like what I was feeling was not valid. And so it was safer for me not to feel. So although I was kind of surprised that that's what came up, I also am not surprised because one thing I've learned with medicine is that it gives you what you need, not what you want. And for that, I am so thankful. So yes, I had my intention and all of that, but I also, my intention is like, let me release what no longer serves me. And I trust in the, the wisdom of the plant medicine. I trust that it is going to do what is absolutely the best for me. And so releasing all of that anger, I was just like, yes, like let it go. And then I could really kind of see like oh yeah like these this is the anger that I'm releasing and then afterwards kind of talking about the integration for me like when anger has anger has come up since then and that has kind of surprised me because it's not something that I've really felt a lot recently and so for it to for me to like notice it coming up and then for me to allow it to process and for me to you know, then ask the anger, okay, what are you here to teach me? Or what is this? Why are you showing up right now? And then I'm able to, again, move through it and not shove it down and continue to allow it to be stuck. Wow, I got a lot of things like brewed in my mind. When when I did, I started doing the Osho meditations, I thought I was just going to be sad and cry. Because there's a part in this, it's a, it's called a dynamic meditation. And for an hour, you're doing intense release, and part of that section is called the cathartic stage, and you just act out on whatever you feel, and I, it was anger for me, and just as you. I wasn't allowed to be angry growing up because everyone else, I had certain family members who were the only ones that were allowed to really feel that and in, those intense emotions, and I needed to be good and hold space for them and blah, blah, blah. And then also there were some other things that was blocking my anger, but I noticed that once I released it, the space and clarity that I had in making decisions was something I had never felt before. I was so trapped and blocked in my life and then releasing anger opened it through. Then the other thing I wanted to mention was I was uh, I was at school and somebody at school, a friend of mine, we were talking and I realized that he had an attachment on him. But the thing that we were talking about was making me angry. 
And so we went outside and I went to the tree and I went to the tree and because you can go to trees and ask for healing from trees if you stand within their energy rings. Like the ring of a tree, they have energy rings around them. And I asked the tree, he's like, can you steal this, or not steal, can you absorb this anger so that I'm not in a bad place for this healing? And the tree responded in, in my mind, the tree said, your anger is sacred. Channel the anger. Don't, don't get rid of it. It's, it's pure and it's, it's good. It's sacred. Okay, that was my spiel. Um, Yes! Yeah, I have something I want to add to that. Um, Before we started, I was telling you, Steph, how I just listened to um, that six-part series with Dr. Gabor Mate, um, who has created this thing, for lack of a better word, called Compassionate Inquiry. And it was with him, and then also with um, Dick Schwartz, who created something called Internal Family Systems. And it was just super fascinating because they were talking a lot about like what you were just saying about like the anger. And one of the things um, Dr. Gabor Mate said was um, a lot of one of the ways that um, these emotions get stuck in our body at such an early age or kind of even at a later life age, too, is uh, not expressing healthy anger. And so as kids, you know, I mean, even though we're didn't grow up the same time it's it's that same like you're not allowed to be angry you're not allowed to show emotions that aren't happy or fun that's not an emotion but you know the positive emotions you know all the things that are negative it's like oh no 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 don't feel that way it's okay no it's okay don't feel that way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and so that was like eye-opening to me when I was just listening to that series but like uh, anger is a valuable emotion that comes up what do we do with it you know, if you like have a temper tantrum and are like throwing stuff and screaming at everybody, okay, that's maybe not the best way to handle it. But if you can recognize it and then go deeper, what is this anger here to show me? Like, what did I maybe say yes to that I should have said no to? Or what did I not say to that person that I really needed to say to speak my truth? So that's why it's anger is like, now I look at it and I'm like, oh yes. Like, I mean, Please, like, thank you for showing up. Like, I'm so grateful for you. Yeah. Um, it's like the judge, the judge that tells you, no way, hold on, that was not right. Mm-hmm. And one of my my classmates, he said to me, if some, if, because we were talking about words unsaid, because sometimes I, I struggle with deciding, is it worth it or is it not worth it? And he said, well, if it stays with you and you're thinking about it again and again, when you leave the conversation, then it should have been said because it's stealing your energy. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I don't think he meant to be that wise in that situation. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to know about the last seven minutes of the the combo. Did you get any downloads or anything other than obviously the big one of anger? Um, yeah, so let me think. Um, Well, the anger, yeah, so the seven minutes, I would say, you know, is afterwards she takes the dots off and you're just kind of processing. Like for me, I was just like, whoa, what just happened? I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I never know what to expect. Um, So yeah, she just kind of, I would say, wrapped up the ceremony and just, I was then able to sit with, okay, that was a good release. Like I had not had that much of a release since my very, very, very first ayahuasca journey and I've had several since then, and um, yeah, I was just, I just always know that it's good. And then the way she ended it also, you know, she does um, uh, Sananga, which is also another plant medicine, their eye drops, Um, and again, it's to help open you up and to help with clarity, and then she finished with a sound bath. So that was kind of the ending of it as well. It was just very peaceful and very just like, okay, let me just sit in my body and just feel what I just felt, you know? And it wasn't until even afterwards that... um, she had said to me, oh, yeah, you just released a lot of anger. And then with what I t- said to you that day I had texted you that I knew, okay, where is this anger? So I would say the, the anger also as I'm integrating in the last the several days after was really like, oh, yeah, I could see how the anger was showing up and maybe in ways where I had suppressed that anger. Mm, okay, cool. So it was, uh, I mean, in pure plant medicine style, the downloads came after the mm-hmm. fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's like me continuing to do the work and me continuing to um, know and trust that the medicine is still working. You know, the medicine 
it's not just like a, a while you're you know in the ceremony and then it ends and then that's it you know the the medicine is in me now so the medicine will continue to work and it has continued to work that was about a um it was like the end of may i believe mm-hmm. and or no no it was like the middle of june that i went and so just to see it continue to show up and for me to continue to process it that's the beauty of medicine it's it's, it's not just a one off yeah, it's, it's not something you ingest. It's an energy you allow into your field in a lot of ways. Yeah, and then just knowing, like I, you know, going back to what I said in the very beginning about me being called to do this work, because I, and not knowing that, yes, like when you say yes to medicine, you start to get called to it. And so it wasn't until a year and a half later because I was supposed to go in 2020 and then COVID happened. So it wasn't until a year and a half later that I finally sat with medicine. And then after talking to the shamans and all these very wise people, they, they explained like, yeah, that's how the medicine works. Like once you're called, it will continue to show up. And all you got to do is say, yes, you don't have to do the medicine yet. It will continue to show up in your life. And you've really in the ayahuasca ceremonies that you've done, it sounds like you've made such a, a community around you. You have so many good friends that are a community that wants to sip tea and do combo and, and talk about our journeys. But anyways, I would love to take a moment and segue. I do want to get into the bufo, but I do want to segue into the community that you've built around you with that and how it feels to have found them. Cause I'm sure a lot of people were feeling, a lot of people reach out to me about the podcast, how it helps them feel less alone. So so let's let's make people know like you aren't alone. <laughs> no, you're not alone and it, it it's hard work and then when you start to do this work you just kind of see things for how they are and then also you can't unsee certain things. And so this community that I've created, I mean you're part of my community and I just love that because it's a conversation that we can have that is so real and so um, raw and authentic, and I can show up in my, my unapologetically me, and you can also, and there's nothing but love and respect, and I want more of that. It's this craving that I have, like, I, I, like just talking about the weather and the superficial stuff and this, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. When you're really not fine, just, it doesn't do it for me anymore. And I want to have a real conversation. If you're not fine, I wanted, I want to create that space for you to tell me you're not fine so that I can just listen and hold space for you. Not to give you suggestions or advice or whatever. I mean, it's one thing if you're asked for, if asked for that, but like just to be like, show up unapologetically as you are and so this community has been such a blessing for me because that is one thing that through my experience of moving to Orlando and becoming so unregulated I realized community was really really missing in my life and then I learned no community is essential and because of my history growing up and because of you know I grew up in a religious cult as you know and just knowing like just going back to like how when I decided to leave my entire community of people were literally cut from me and I was not allowed not allowed to see people that I had grown up with my whole life and then I was literally outcast and I did not belong and belonging is one of our six basic human needs like we need a community of people and so finding this community of people that there's no judgment and there's all love has been so helpful in my growth because even though like they're not people who live in the same town as me but just knowing they are a phone call or a FaceTime or a text message away is so helps me stay grounded and do you have any advice on how to find your people well do the work and the people will find you that's what I have to say about it like once you start doing this work it's just like how with the medicine like how it just found me like literally it just started showing up in my lap and I would be on Instagram or I would be wherever I was and I would hear people talking about plant medicine or it would show up on some feed that I didn't even really pay attention to all that much or whatever like if you when you start doing the work and when you start committing the people will come you will find the people who are meant to help and be on this journey with you 
I'm going to summarize that and say, listen to the whispers. Mm-hmm. See what's right in front of your face. Because <laughs> if you learn how to listen, it's no longer a whisper. It's just a, a nice conversation. And then obviously the other side of it you don't want to wait for is the screaming. But anyways, oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then let's get into the Bufo Alvarez. I don't, yeah, I don't really know anything about it. Um, I think I know more about Combo. So yeah, take, take us away. So again, I'm going to be not the best at explaining it. Like sometimes I just get it in my head and then it's hard to explain it. And also, you know, going back to like, uh, just knowing like, okay, I trust the medicine. And so when this was presented to me, I know within my core, the deepest part of me that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I, I listen to that call and I trust it. So Buvo is 5-M-E-O-D-T. Is that what oh, 5-M-E-O-D-M-T. And it's from a toad. And you smoke that. And a lot of people will say, like, oh, they have, like, a conversation with God. I definitely did not have that. Even in my meditations or even in my in all of my plant medicine journeys, like, I have only like barely scratched the surface to have it visuals like all everything is energetic for me energetic downloads that feeling like it's just very energetic for me so you you smoke the bufo and um there was three doses and um the first dose was probably like you you smoke it and then it's like a mild dose and then you just kind of just to kind of get a feel for it and then the second one like each time it's titrated up in how much the potency is of it. But that was so incredible for me because I was able to release shame, so much shame. And it was just really beautiful because also the person who I was with, she knew how to guide me. She also does energy work. So she knew how to guide me also and to help me release that shame. But um, bef- I, I, wanted, I don't know if it was the second round or the third round. The third round was definitely I released the shame. It might have been the second round, which I believe it was. Um, at one point, I just could feel the energy coming up my body, up my torso, through my throat, and I just started screaming. And I was like screaming and just like making these hand motions, like get it out. And I would just like, and that's what it, and then my- You were were facilitating your own energetic healing there by moving, because you can't see, she's moving her hands up her throat and pushing it away from her. That's so cool. It's like intuitively you just knew how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's just from the work, you know, of knowing, like leaning into it. Like I know, like lean into the discomfort and I could feel it. And I was just like, ah, and just, you know, from not being allowed to have a voice as a kid. And then, you know, then when I left and was on, you know, as an adult, you know, and then the messages we get from society, like, you know, be quiet. Don't, don't say things that are going to rock the boat. Like I know I have held so much in. And so my throat chakra was just like, yes, we're getting it out. (laughs) And so that was really beautiful. And yes, it was the second, the second dose that that happened. And so I know that by me being able to get that up and out, that helped facilitate the release of shame because it was um, a lot of shame that was there was a lot of like trapped energy in my sacral chakra that because when she came over to help me she 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 knew it and she had asked me what is this regarding and I knew it was regarding a lot of like sexual shame that I carried and so that was just such a beautiful thing too because just seeing how the release of that shame and then that release of me um, opening my throat chakra seeing how that has really like served me in this integration afterwards to like speak my truth and to not be ashamed of certain things that happened to me when I was younger, you know? How, how much time was in between the three doses, the three doses? Not long at all. Um, cause, uh, so when, and she, she would tell me, okay, so when you get to this certain point, then you'll know it's kind of worn off. So they're very quick. Like the first one was probably 15 minutes or so, maybe 20. And then there's just like, when I say I would signal to her, okay, I'm ready. And then she'd come over, we'd have a little conversation about it. And then she'd be like, all right, you ready for the next dose? And I would say, yeah. So just a few minutes in between. Cause it's not like, it's not like ayahuasca where you feel like a little like, you know, quote unquote, as they say, drunk on the medicine for a few days after it is not like that at all. Like you, we were done. We walked out of the house feeling like totally normal, like not normal because we had just had this amazing release, but you don't feel the effects of the, the medicine in that physical way. And then 
what happened after the third one? Because it was the most intense one. What did it, is it kind of like ayahuasca in the sense where your hearing like opens up and all your senses are just. Kind of. And it's also, it's so hard to describe because it was so, you're just so in this state of bliss really I, I is like the best way I can describe it and but also I know like the work is being done you know again because like I said I trust the medicine I know the medicine is going to serve me for my greatest and highest good and I'm there to do the work and so I'm getting quote-unquote rewarded for doing the work because I trust and so yeah I can't remember your question but <laughs> I, I'm just um, I'm sitting here thinking of like this is gonna be called whispers of trusting the medicine. <laughs> it's so I, every time you say it, I'm like yes. But uh, it was uh, what happened after that third hit. Okay, yeah. So you're just you know you lay back and you are in la la land. But that's not the, even the best way to describe it because you don't even realize you're in la la land necessarily. You know you're just in this realm of healing. And so there's a lot of it I honestly don't remember. It's not like when doing ayahuasca or psilocybin where I remember throughout the whole thing. It's not like, but I wouldn't say you're blacked out either, but you just are in this healing state. So I do remember, I do remember seeing a little bit of white, but then I don't remember really seeing a whole lot of anything else. And then you just like, it does what it does. And then you kind of quote unquote come to a little bit. And so then that's when like the, the work happened. And I also know from, um, from yoga and then from when I've done ayahuasca before, like when I feel the energy getting, um, kind of stagnant or stuck in my body, I know it's time for me to move. And so I will move. So whatever that looks like. So I will just move the energy. That's like what I remember thinking in my head, like move the energy so it doesn't get stuck. And so that is helping move that energy, which I know helped then facilitate the release of all that shame. I want to do it. <laughs> and was there was there a purging aspect to Bufo? Nope, not at all. Uh, she says that sometimes people will kind of, um, you could foam a little bit at the mouth. I remember my mouth. I remember thinking I had like a hair or something in my mouth. And then this was like towards the end of it. And I remember like licking my hand to try to get the, ha the hair off. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. I think that's like the foam that she talks about. But there's no purging. I mean, not to say that you can't. Um, but for me, there was no, I didn't even remotely feel like I needed to go to the bathroom or throw up or anything like that. Um, some people also, you know, there's different aspects of purging. So crying is a way of purging. Sweating is a way of purging. Laughing. Um, so that you have, if you're going to purge, I would say maybe people's experience are going to be more laughing or sweating or um, what was the other thing I said? Shaking. You can also shake. Um, I remember shaking a little bit too. So yeah, there's just ways to like, move that energy yeah that's, that's a really good point because my biggest purge during the ayahuasca was the chills fever and having to breathe um and then I remember at one point like my hips gyrating a lot that was totally out of my control yeah. <laughs> that was so great thank you for sharing that I I don't know about you guys but I want to definitely get it like start googling how to find a ceremony nearby um but I would love to because this plant medicine side of you is one of just the many dynamic pieces of Bonnie. And I know a huge thing that you are very trained, you're trained in, you're educated in, you're experienced in is trauma informed therapy. So first I'd like to start with, you said earlier to me, uh, what the, the main bottom line gold that it is the most important thing about trauma informed therapy. So maybe we'll start there to kind of define it. Yeah. Um, so I, now I'll tell you that I'll share this. I had done therapy maybe like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. And I was like 15 years ago and you know, this whole trauma informed thing really wasn't a thing like it's it's a newer, it's a newer kind of modality or a newer way to incorporate, um, into, into therapy. And so I remember just not going back because we weren't really getting to the root of it. And so that's what I feel like when you deal with trauma informed, or if you are really going to someone who can help you get to the root of it, that's the gold. 
And that was such a huge like aha for me, like because I thought, oh, there was nothing really bad, quote unquote, that happened in my childhood. Well, there was. I just had blocked it out and hadn't remembered. But at that point, I had no idea about any of that. And so when I first started going to the therapy and I had such a connection with my therapist, it was because she was helping me uncover like this. You're showing up this way right now because of this thing that happened to you when you were a kid. And so that was huge for me. Like I could pinpoint or not pinpoint, but I could really see like, oh, you're showing up as a four year old right now and you don't know how to have a conversation with your husband because your dad left when you were four years old. And so I was emotionally kind of stunted and not even stunted, but just that was such a huge trauma for me when my parents got divorced when I was four. And then he, he left that I didn't know how to have a conversation with people, the intimate relationships in my life, which at the time, you know, it was my husband. And so I would let it, I would hold it all in, hold it all in. And then I would just blow up because that's what ends up happening. You just cannot hold it anymore. And so then really understanding like, okay, these things that happened to us when we were little, how they manifest and they show up as an adult. And so by me understanding and and really working with somebody who was helping me dig through that, then that gave me the tools that when I was triggered by something to understand, oh, okay, you're probably not yourself right now. Who's showing up right now? What little version of you is showing up right now? Because she is really hurt from when X, Y, and Z happened at whatever age when I was younger. I I can't help but think of past life regressions or just regress. The word regression keeps on popping in my head is because that trauma, whether it's in a past life or in this life, was so dense and it's stagnated and it's still affecting you so much it's like in that moment like you said which which bonnie is showing up you you are swooped back in a timeline and you are showing up as that four-year-old who hasn't been faced yet or comforted in in the fact so it's almost like i don't know this is me just being me like silly who i am it's like trauma informed therapy is lifetime regression therapy in a, in a way yeah, it's, that's like a great way to put it because you are, you're just uncovering all these blind spots that, you know, you don't realize are there and that that's how you end up showing up because these little versions of you have been hurt at, a, at whatever age and they were then not given a voice or not given the time to heal which is normal and it doesn't even have to be anything big like divorce or death or abuse. It can be just how we internalize it as a four-year-old or two-year-old and we don't have the words at that time to say, hey, mom, um, that really makes me mad or whatever, you know? And so all the, I, what this does is it gives us a voice to the past so that we can make sense of it all and to not stay triggered and to be able to move on and so we can show up in our authentic self and show up how we really want to show up and not show up in these like triggered ways all the time. I'm sure you're, you already have like a very like extremely busy schedule with the coaching that you're doing. So I don't know uh, if anyone's hearing this and wants to work with Bonnie. I don't know if you have the space right now, but I'll definitely include all her information in the show notes. But because she also runs retreats. But hearing all of this, I understand now what you were talking about earlier before we started record, recording your coaching style. It's that's coming in for me. So I would love if if you don't mind sharing how this has helped you show up for others. Yeah, sure. So I'm a certified functional medicine health coach and I was really drawn to that because especially the school that I went to, how I was trained, it's mind, body, spirit. It's working on the five pillars of health, which are nutrition, exercise, sleep, um, relationships, and stress. And so that was really appealing to me because I had already done a lot of research and done a lot of work around knowing like okay, what are the imbalances here? What are the, um, what is the reason this is happening? And so much of it is like, there's a root cause. And so that's why I loved this school that I went to. And, but now in like developing my own style, what I've learned is that I, this, this root cause or this kind of trauma piece of it is so important because it, it allows us to 
clear out what is no longer serving us and clear out how we don't want to show up so that we can show up authentically in ourselves. Um, what is a whisper right now that has recently come to light for you? Um, do you want me to define what I mean by a whisper? Sure. Uh, so it's, it's, it can be literally anything. It can be, and I think we kind of can put social media on a little bit of a, like we kind of like turn up our noses at it. You know, it's not healthy for us, but I think it's, it's how it's your intention behind it. So it can be a post that you read on social media. It can be a song. It can be something that you've literally heard from spirit that you've had a dream about, maybe a, an animal that's shown up to you often. Does that kind of give it a, a good? Yeah. So your question is what, how, what is the whisper that has shown up for me that I've listened like recently, to? That, that's recently come to light. Oh yeah. It's just, oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say it's just always to remember to think before I act so that I can sh- speak what I need to say authentically because there's just been a several instances, you know, I told you about my experience uh, just a month ago doing the medicine and how it really released my throat chakra. And then just there's been, I've been presented with um, some situations where I have just leaned into speaking my truth and it has served me so well. And then also with confirmation, like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. So it's like, you know, that little voice in the back of my head. And also I will say this, there was a, there was just recently, there was a time I didn't speak up and then, you know, something came from it that made me realize, oh yeah, that just another time I should have listened to myself to speak up. It felt a little bit off and I didn't say it. And then fortunately it all ended well, but just that constant reminder, like when that little thing in the back of my brain or in my body, I feel it like, oh no, you need to speak up. This isn't right. Like, you know, and it's this long life you know, or not this long life, but it's this, this, this lesson that is, you know, I'm not just like healed from it. Like I have to continue to exercise my right to use my voice and I have to continue to exercise my trust in those little thoughts that come into my brain and to not just let them go, but to really like hold on to them and, and think like, okay, why, why are you here? Like, what do I need to speak that I'm not speaking? It gets me, it gets me a little bit emotional hearing you say that because that's been, um, something I've battled with and it's that's come to light over the past two years um, recent especially the over the past year this this fear of not of not wanting to speak my truth because it, it can hurt someone's feelings I'm not comfortable with seeing someone else's discomfort I feel like I'm bad I don't validate myself my inner critic wants to tell me all the reasons why I'm gonna scare you in a way and end up alone and Oh, I get so, I had this one professor who was brutally honest and she was kind of a bitch sometimes, but for the most part, I admired that so much. And I, I thought, what would it be like to have the freedom to speak your truth and to not shit on yourself for it? And I'm getting there, but man, I I know how life happens in short trickles and that's kind of why plant medicine is such a great tool because it kind of brings it to you all at once. Yes. Well, and you know, what, what plant medicine allows us to do is to relax, um, into it. And you know, that's what they say, like it helps our default mode network come offline. So those parts in us that are, you know, those protector parts or those parts in us that are like, you know, not wanting us to do certain things and, and keeping us stuck or keeping the fear predominant, like it allows those to go offline so that we can relax into the healing that, we're here we're there to do all right my next question for you I have two more questions before we sign off next one is what is a food that you have found incredibly healing for you Ooh, um I don't know that I really have any particular food just because um in the last two years yeah like two years now my husband and I really have changed our eating and just seeing how us going from eating more like you know processed foods or you know spaghetti and pasta in a box to me you know making fresh food wholesome plants wholesome um you know healthy uh just good quality food, how that has really like changed. So I don't know that I have like one particular food just because I know I feel a whole lot better when I am not eating chips and not eating a bunch of sweets, even though I love chips. Um, 
and when I'm eating whole fruits and vegetables and, you know, like good quality meat, like there's just no difference in comparison to how I feel. Didn't you and Matt get your blood tests in? And you, I remember you telling me that for years when you learned about organic food, you couldn't unsee what happens with unorganic food. And he was kind of like, eh, whatever, I don't give a shit. And your blood tests were so different, right? Yeah. Uh, like, well, just, I had been on, I've been eating organic food for about 15 years now. And when we had our, our blood work done, our, our toxin levels tested, he had a higher amount of glyphosate in his um, results than I did. And that was just also confirmation. Like I, like I know glyphosate is bad. It's like, it's proven to cause cancer. So just knowing like, okay, this food is healthy and it's not sprayed with a bunch of stuff or a bunch of stuff that is just creating more disease or more toxins in my body. Um, that was just, it was, it was kind of just interesting to see, uh, the results. Okay, and then my last question, even though we've been talking so, I feel like that's always a huge driving force in this podcast is talking about darkness, uh, which makes sense because, man, boy, do I love the darkness. Mm-hmm. But what is, other than the ones you've mentioned, if, if there is anything new, but yeah, what is a darkness that you've currently either find yourself moving through or on the other side of, other than, of course, what we've mentioned? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, so I just recently moved, and I would say all the things that I just talked about, because that definitely is is it. But you know, just moving and feeling a lot of fear in this new town that I live in, because even though I wanted to leave Orlando for a very long time, I also had connections and I had safety in my routine and in places that I like to go and places people that I knew. So there was a lot of fear that was coming up around moving to this new place. And am I going to just regress and have the same experience I had moving to Orlando, which was severe depression, debilitating anxiety, which I would never wish upon anybody. And so I noticed a lot of fear coming up with that. And so I just sat with it one day and really thought about, okay, where is this fear coming from? I knew it was coming from my past experience just five and a half years ago. And then I looked at it of like, okay, well, how can I turn this fear into excitement? What are the exciting things or what are the abundant things that will come with us moving to this new town? And there's been a lot and I've had like in like, and now I moved and there has been some challenging situations that have come up that, you know, when I, and in my head, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so dumb. Like I, this should not be challenging. And you sound really snotty right now. And this was what you wanted. And here you are like having a meltdown and then, but then looking at, okay, well, what are the abundant things? Like what are, what are the positive things that are, are out of this? And there's so much positive and there's so much abundance. And so it's that reframe and that allowing myself to sit with it and not pushing it away. Cause like I said, that avoidant tendency for me, it, it's strong. Like it's still like the first thing that comes up and then I have to kind of regroup and sit with it and like, okay, where do I feel this in my body? What am I actually feeling? What is actually showing up now? And then how can I put a different spin on it and reframe it? You're really good at dancing with your ego. Oh, uh, I learned um, from in uh, one of my plant medicine journeys, I was having a battle with my ego during the ceremony. And it was this really funny kind of thing. It's a long story, so I won't get into it. But it was this really funny thing that I could really see my ego online. And then afterwards, um, they call us over to all like debrief and they talk about kind of what happened and everybody can share and whatnot. And so I remember sharing that with Brad, who is the shaman about, yeah. And then like my ego and like, I could just tell my ego was like, no, don't get up and have another cup or like, however the conversation was going. And he had this beautiful thing that he said about our ego and how our, you know, our, our goal is not to push it away because our ego keeps us really, our, my ego has served me well. And for that, I'm grateful. And how can I make my, how can I befriend my ego? And how can, he and he said this and I love it. How can you make your ego your amigo? And so that's how I look at it. Like, okay. And like when I realize, like, oh yeah, your ego is online right now. So, okay. How can we maybe calm her a little bit? Thank her, but you can have a seat now. I, I don't want to, I won't say who, I don't want to like 
shut anyone down, but my mom and I were listening to this podcast of um, this big time interviewer was interviewing a big time spiritual leader. And he, she was, she asked him, do you feel like you transcended your ego? And he was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to ask my kids, but I'm pretty sure I have. And I'm sitting there like, for fuck's sake, if I ever say that I've transcended my, I'm a, I'm a human here and psh, I don't got an ego, then someone slap me and pour some cold water on me because it's always, you cannot be a human without one. No, you can't. And like, and like I said before, like our ego serves us really well in a lot of instances, you know, and it's just like, do we let it lead or do we then show up in our authentic self and thank it for its service, but then tell it, please have a seat. Like you don't have room here, but I'm grateful for all the things that you've served me with. So before we wrap things up, I, so you are doing two retreats. You got, you are living my dream life right now. (laughs) So you have two retreats coming up that you are facilitating. So could you please share about those? Sure. So there, um, there's two, there's one in October, October 2nd through 6th, and that's in Hilton Head. And then I have another one in in November, November 10th through 13th, and that's in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. And they're both similar, but they're both very different. So I would say um, how they're similar, like for me, like I'm leading yoga, uh, leading everybody in yoga, and then I'm also doing sound healing. Um, And then also I'm there to hold space for everybody. Um, But they're, they're women's retreats. They're geared in you know, helping you stand in your power, helping you to clear out what is no longer serving you. And um, there's different energy work that's being done. So at the one in um, Hilton Head and the one in New Smyrna, there's someone that's going to be doing Akashic Record readings and then also Emotion Code, which is releasing stuck emotions. And then that one, the one in Hilton Head, is a little bit more geared around, like, clean eating, um, but also creating this, like, feminine sisterhood. So that one's called the Enlightened Goddess Retreat. And then the one in November is Expand Your Inner Light. Again, I'll be doing uh, leading yoga, um, also sound healing, and then uh, also... uh, Everybody will get a, a, a coaching session with me after they've done their other sessions to kind of wrap up and kind of get some clarity with the sessions that they've had and how they want to use all that information going forward. Because you, it's one thing to learn about different things or you know get these blocks out of our way, but then it's another thing to then implement these changes that we want to do. So like my role as a health coach is to help you make change when change is hard. And so these are just two opportunities to um, expand and to grow and to kick down like those walls and the fears and things that aren't serving us, but then also to like be with like-minded women and people who want nothing but the best for us. Because again, like how you're talking about conscious community, especially as women, like that is not the easiest to find women who are supportive. Some, some women cannot be so supportive. And so this is just a great healing um, great healing retreats that are just designed to empower and allow you to stand in your power. And and you mentioned that there's other sessions in the the retreats. What are the other practitioners offering? So uh, the October one, there's going to be yoga, uh, Akashic Record readings, Emotion Code, and then there's a big emphasis placed on food. And so there's going to be a lot of like different um, tutorials and different things with all the clean eating. And again, it's just more of like a way, a place to go to unplug and to be away from the norm of this go, go, go mentality that we have. The one in, in November, the expander in our light, that one is also Akashic record readings, emotion code, Reiki, and there's an art component to it so the first one that we did this is our second one that we're doing the first one we did in April we did a vision board and um, Sandra the the person who's really leading with that she's very intuitive and she can um, like have the she'll have these visions and then she's a great artist and then she'll draw them out so we're adding that component it's not just like a art aspect of of it with like the vision board but there's also these one-on-one readings with her will she will intuitively you know, based on whatever questions she asks, intuitively will things will download for her and then she'll draw them out. So it's pretty cool because it was really amazing to watch her, what, what she did in April. 
Wow, that sounds so amazing. Oh, okay. Bonnie, you're awesome. Thank you so much, Yusef. You are amazing. Oh, this is this was such a great conversation. I really could just keep going and going and going. I've already had so many questions in my head right now, but I'm just gonna like for everyone's sake, <laughs> just tell myself next time. We'll save it for part two. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And then uh, where can people find you? Uh, my Instagram is the best place. And Bonnie Biajoli. I know she'll put the name in the show notes because that's a hard one to spell. And then also um, Facebook, we have a page called Expand Your Inner Light. And there's a lot of things that we post on there that would talk about the retreat. Um, and yeah, so those are the best places. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening in and we love you and I hope you're feeling inspired to do the work and to trust the medicine. We'll be feeling your energy next week.